Welcome to the B'nai B'rith International Podcast. I'm CEO Dan Mariashin. Thank you for tuning in. While you're settling in, be sure to visit our website, b'naibrith.org, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. The easiest way to get the latest episode is to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play on your smartphone. Joining me today for the first time on the podcast is our special advisor on Latin American affairs, Adriana Camisar. Adriana was here at BBI at B'nai B'rith in Washington for several years, focusing on Latin American issues. She's returned to her native Argentina, and now she represents us there. She's our guest because July 18th will mark the 23rd anniversary of the horrific 1994 terrorist attack on the Amia Jewish Center in Buenos Aires that killed 85 people and injured hundreds more. It was the worst terrorist attack ever suffered by Argentina or any other Latin American country. There is extensive evidence of Iranian involvement through its terrorist proxy, Hezbollah, in the planning and execution of this criminal attack. And yet, unfortunately, 23 years after the bombing, no one has been brought to justice. Adriana is going to delve into all of this for us today. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Juan. Very nice to be with you. Well, the anniversary, July 18th, how will this very sad anniversary be commemorated in Buenos Aires? Well, Dan, um, the central commemoration event will take place as every year on July 18th in front of the building of Amia. And uh, as it is always done at 9.53 a.m. sharp, uh, the exact time of the explosion 23 years ago, a siren will be heard and the names of all the victims will be read out loud. Um, this year, for the first time, the name of the 85th victim, which was unknown until recently, will be mentioned. Um, the identity of this person was discovered only a few months ago because a DNA analysis uh, was made of the remains that had been preserved at the lab of the federal police here in Argentina, and this revealed that the 85th victim was a 19-year-old man who had been at the AMIA building accompanying his mother. Uh, his name was Augusto Daniel Jesus, and so this year his name will also be mentioned, and it will be um, quite special, I believe. Um, there will be a, a two other commemoration events, uh, one at 1230 at Plaza de Mayo, organized by a group of relatives of the victims called um, J8, um, J18 or July 18th, and another at 5.30 p.m. at the AMIA building, uh, organized by yet another group of relatives called Memoria Activa or Active Memory. And there will also be commemoration events all over the country. Um, in addition to this, uh, this year AMIA released a video uh, to commemorate the attack in which 60 Argentine celebrities uh, of different backgrounds and political views appear uh, reciting phrases that belonged to deceased Argentine writers and that reminds us uh, that we should uh, never forget and that we should all claim for justice. Before we um, talk about 
any new developments in the investigation, I'd like to just go back a bit. In, in the beginning, there was an investigation, there, there was a trial, and it, it led uh, everyone down the, the wrong path. Um, maybe you could tell us a little about that, because a lot of time was lost in, in that uh, uh, unfortunate um, process, uh, which um, resulted clearly in, in nothing except wasted time. Yes, absolutely. At the beginning, you know, for many years, the, the investigation was plagued with shameful irregularities. And uh, this was until um, 2005, uh, when then-President Nestor Kirchner named um, Alberto Nisman as prosecutor. And he was the one who really started a, a, a serious and uh, lengthy investigation. And he was even able to um, uh, get uh, Interpol red alerts for uh, five Iranians and a Lebanese uh, citizen uh, back in 2007. Uh, Nisman's conclusion was that this was planned uh, by the Iranian regime and was executed by Hezbollah operatives uh, that uh, were in the, you know, entered the region through. Uh, the tri-border area of Argentina, um, Paraguay, and Brazil. Um, uh, unfortunately, as you know, uh, Nisman was found uh, dead in his apartment two and a half years ago. So um, on July 18th, uh, we will mark 23 years of the um, attack against AMIA and also two and a half years um, of uh, the death of this uh, brave prosecutor. Let's uh, go back to the current investigation we'll, and talk about Alberto Nisman in, in a bit. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Any new developments in the investigation uh, in the last uh, few months? Um, yes. Uh, let, me, let me tell you about the developments in the AMIA case itself, and then I'll go over developments in the case of, of Nisman's death uh, itself. Um, in, in the case of AMIA, there are uh, three very important developments. The first one is that the final report of a highly qualified forensic team revealed for the first time the existence of a genetic profile that doesn't belong to any of the 85 known victims of the attack. This finding is very important because it seems to confirm what Prosecutor Alberto Nisman had always said, namely that the attack had been carried out by a suicide bomber. Nisman believed, based of course on the evidence that he had collected, um, and the intelligence that he had received, that the suicide bomber had been Ibrahim Hussein Berro, a Lebanese citizen and a member of Hezbollah. But this was never fully proven because they, couldn't, they could not find his DNA. Uh, the prosecutors that are now in charge of the investigation have taken steps in the field of international cooperation to try to match the profile obtained with that of samples from relatives of Hussein Berro, um, since apparently two siblings of this individual currently live in the United States. Um, so, you know, uh, we still need answers as to what exactly happened to Nisman, but the finding of this genetic profile proves 
that he was always right to accuse the Iranian regime and its proxy, its uh, terrorist proxy Hezbollah. So, in response to that, uh, what, uh, what what has been the Iranian um, field of activity? Um, in regard to the investigation and uh, in regard to uh, Interpol? Well, that is the second important development that I wanted to mention. Um, the Iranians are apparently uh, trying to get rid of the Interpol red alerts that Nisman had been able to secure in, 2000 and, in 2007. It has been reported in the press um, actually, by, by, it was reported by an, an Iranian state agency, uh, a news agency, that they've hired important lawyers in Paris to try to negotiate a cooperation agreement with Interpol that would allow the red alert to expire. Fortunately, though, the current Argentine government is not going to accept this and is working very hard to make sure the red alerts stay in place. Uh, but this is something that we should uh, watch closely, of course. And then uh, there is a third development, um, and this is that an important bill that is supported by the government has recently been introduced in the Argentine parliament, and its goal is to allow trials in absentia in Argentina. Uh, given that the Iran has never agreed to hand over the suspect to the Argentine justice, this could perhaps be a way to advance the truth. Now, uh, the bill is controversial, and even within the Jewish community, there are many who oppose the idea that the accused in the AMIA case be tried in this way, as they believe that this could harm rather than help the case internationally. And many question also the constitutionality of the bill because the Argentine Constitution guarantees the right of defense. Why, why, would, uh, it, uh, but, why would it harm the case internationally? Yes. Why, why, why would that uh, be uh, an obstacle? You know, in many countries, because uh, trials in absentia um, are not accepted in many countries, uh, in the legal systems of many countries. But, you know, it is accepted in, in very respectable uh, uh, legal systems like Italy, France, uh, and um, uh, in, in both countries, uh, the accused can uh, subsequently appear and even request a new trial, you know, um, a comprehensive review of the judgment. They have opportunities to defend themselves. So the right of due process is sufficiently guaranteed. Um, and what, what we need to keep in mind is that an eventual uh, condemnatory ruling in absence um, would facilitate the maintenance of the Interpol alert and would also give greater strength to eventual extradition requests. Uh, and of course, it would allow the victims, their families, and the people of, of Argentina to know uh, what really happened. Um, you know, 23 years is too long uh, to wait for justice. The, um, is, the, is the political climate uh, right now uh, in Argentina for, for this to move to the next level? Uh, you know, I think so. It will be a lengthy uh, debate 
in the parliament, but I think they currently have the support of the majority of the legislators. So I think that it, it, it could eventually be approved. How is the media handling the case, of course, coming at the right now with the July 18th uh, commemoration, but uh, not only now, but during the year, uh, what is the, the mainstream media saying about bringing this uh, 23-year uh, case to a conclusion? Most media outlets, um, uh, the way they reported it, people, people the, 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 not only the Jewish community, not only the victims, but the people of Argentina need to know what happened after so many years. Um, it's, it's very, you know, it's a shameful anniversary. So that is, that is the way it has been reported. Of course, there are some media outlets that um, talk, uh, you know, about conspiracy theories against, against Iran. And, but um, those are more marginal. Um, in general, uh, people really want to know the truth. Well, I know that uh, when we go to Buenos Aires and we visit uh, the, the AMIA building and the, and the site um, of uh, this terrorist act, of course, the names of all of the victims are um, uh, listed and painted um, on, a, on a board outside. And um, uh, it's, it's very important uh, that until there is uh, some kind of conclusion uh, to this case, uh, that we keep alive their memory, uh, of course. But but connected to that, uh, as you've said, is the uh, death of Alberto Nisman. Have there been any developments into that investigation? Well, um, as you know, uh, Nisman uh, was found dead uh, in his apartment just a few days after accusing the government of Christina Kirchner of orchestrating a secret deal with Iran to cover up the involvement of Iranian officials in the bombing. And uh, these were very serious allegations. And um, after his death, um, the investigation was uh, plagued with mistakes, with irregularities. Um, It was really shameful. And the government of, of then President Kirchner tried to advance the theory that Nisman had committed suicide. Uh, but a report from a state security agency that will be released soon apparently concluded that Nisman could not have been alone in his apartment that night because of the position his body was found at, which strengthens the hypothesis that was obvious for many of us that he was killed. So there is some hope now that the truth will finally come to light. And what about the complaint that Nisman had made against the government prior to his death? Um, any new developments in, in this investigation? Well, uh, Nisman's complaint uh, was initially dismissed by a federal judge. Um, his name is Justice Rafekas. Uh, he had uh, ties to the government of Christina Kirchner, and he dismissed the case immediately with very weak legal arguments. Uh, but fortunately, it was recently reopened at the request of DAIA, the, which is the Jewish Umbrella Organization here in Argentina. Uh, DAIA submitted new evidence and requested to be admitted as a plaintiff. Uh, 
So there are now reasons to believe that he, Nisman's complaint will finally be seriously investigated and that we will be able to finally get to the truth of what really happened. Why, you know, um, this pact with Iran was signed. And of course, this would also shed light into Nisman's um, assassination also. If you look ahead uh, in the coming six months or a year, Adriana, what, what would you say uh, would be benchmarks for real progress in, in uh, getting to the bottom of this case? Well, you know, um, with regard to the AMIA case itself, I really hope that the Iranians are not uh, successful in getting rid of the uh, Interpol red alerts because that that would, would be uh, really uh, a disaster. Uh, I hope um, it is possible to to have trials in absentia in Argentina. I hope this bill do passes because it, it will be a, an important step uh, uh, in, in in the search for justice. Um, I hope we have. Uh, a final conclusion on what really happened to Nisman. I don't know if it will happen in the next six months, but probably in the next year. Um, um, and with regard to his investigation as well, I, I hope we can uh, shed some light into this. I think that the mood in the country right now um, is, is positive. Um, uh, this government uh, clearly set uh, a good uh, direction in this regard. They, of course, don't. Um, uh, they they cannot order the judiciary what to do. But the climate here is different, and people, I think, feel free to investigate. And and so uh, this is a positive a positive de- development, and I'm optimistic right now. Well, had this act of terror been investigated uh, properly and expeditiously and those who carried out the terrorist act been brought to justice expeditiously, we, you know, we might be in a different place today, not only in Argentina, but in terms of international terror uh, uh, around the world. And, of course, it's, it's a global phenomenon now. Uh, but um, it was um, acts of terror like that, in Argentina and, and several other places globally uh, where uh, there were no investigations or there were investigations that led nowhere, certainly inconclusive, uh, that uh, I believe uh, led uh, to uh, additional acts of terror and all the way down you could connect the dots perhaps until today. Adriana, thank you for uh, speaking about uh, this commemoration, for talking about the the two or three cases that are connected to this, uh, and for bringing us uh, up to date. Uh, We appreciate it and hope that the next time we speak about this, uh, that this will all have been brought uh, to a a successful conclusion and justice uh, will have been done. Um, That's uh, unfortunately all the time we have for today. Um, Thanks again for joining us for the B'nai International Podcast. Please visit our website, benebrith.org, like our Facebook page, and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on your smartphone through the podcast app for iPhone or through Google Play for Android. And lastly, tell a friend about us. For Adriana Commissar, I'm Dan Mariashin. We'll talk to you next time on the B'nai International Podcast. Podcast.